Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. Jason, how was your week as you move your microphone right. and make a whole right bunch of noise? as we come off of mute. Like, um, really, man? <laughs> We're just a a, a, a pissant t-shirt company. No, no, that's AEW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. So my week, was especially very, after Sunday, right? My, so I was just about to say my week was very explosive in the sense that the end of Revolution was, which is to say it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> just plain old boring week. How about you? Yeah, it was a it was a, it was an okay week. I had Friday off, which was amazing. Hey. Uh, you know, you can't can't beat having a day off from work. Bonus points for days off. Yep. Um, should we quickly just go through the shows and uh, then dive into the explosiveness or lack well, thereof? Before of we do, AEW's we're having movie. Jack Daniels again. Yep. Um, because it is the most boring of whiskeys. Yeah. Uh, it is the most flavor balanced to not offend anybody. Uh, and considering what happened at the end of Revolution. And how boring that was, even if it did offend everybody, <laughs> um, we figured that uh, boring would work this week. And, you know, the sad thing is the rest of the show was actually pretty decent. The rest of the show was awesome. So let's run through what happened. Let's run happened, through it, and then we then can we'll dive, you know, in dive into what how they screwed that up. So we're going to start off with Revolution uh, on the kickoff show. We had uh, Riho and Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker and Maki Ito. It was supposed to be Britt Baker and Rebel, but Rebel got hurt. Or Reba, or whatever her name is. She got hurt, so she was replaced with Maki Ito. Uh, we're the faces one. Or no, I'm sorry, the heels one. Uh, then we moved into the revolution proper. Uh, first match of the night was the Young Bucks versus Jer- Chris Jericho and MJF. Where the Young Bucks won. We then move to the Team Casino Battle Royal, which I am not going to go through who eliminated who, when, where, all that kind of stuff. I'm oh, just come on. Say, uh, I'm just going to say that Death Triangle won. Are they really Death Triangle? Well, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Um, we had the Women's Championship match of uh, Hiro Kushida versus uh, Ryu Mizunami, where Shida won. We had Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor versus Miro and Kip Sabian, where Miro and Sabian won. We had our big money match of Hangman Page versus Matt Hardy, where Page won. Uh, We then moved to the Face the Revolution ladder match, where we had uh, Penta, Archer, Cody Rhodes, uh, Max Caster, Scorpio Sky, and the debuting uh, Ethan Page. Uh, we're, hey, we got this cool guy who's going to debut, uh, Scorpio Sky one, hmm. which I am perfectly okay with that. Um, then we had the Sting and Darby Allen versus Brian Cage, Ricky Stark street fight. Cinematic. Which was a cinematic fight. match. Uh, we're Sting and Allen one. Then we moved to the, uh, the exploding barbed wire death match. Of Kenny Omega versus John Moxley, where Kenny Omega retained. Uh, then we had our, of course, our follow up on AEW Dynamite, 
we're going to go into you know what all happened in revolution in a minute. But yeah, we'll we'll, we'll talk about all the surrounding issues. Uh, Dynamite, we'll get through all the shows first. Yeah, Dynamite had Matt Jackson versus Ray Phoenix, where Phoenix won. Uh, Cody Rhodes in a squash match, uh, where of course Cody won. Uh, Sting uh, had a skit or a segment, which led into Ethan Page versus Lee Johnson, where Ethan Page won. Uh, Christian Cage uh, was supposed to have a segment that got kind of weird, uh, so we'll we'll talk about that though. Yeah. Uh, we had a six woman tag match of uh, Shida Thunder Rosa and uh, Ryu Mizunami versus Baker Maki Ito and Nyla Rose, where the heels won. That one was a really bad segment too. It really was. Uh, we had Scorpio Sky with his his brass ring versus Darby Allen, where Darby Allen won. And we saw Scorpio Scott turn heel. Uh, then we had the Inner Circle War Council segment, which was the the capstone of the night. We're going to talk about that in a little more detail in yep. a minute or two. All right. Uh, Monday Night Raw, we start off with a rematch from last week, Miz versus Bobby Lashley for the World Heavyweight Championship. I'm sorry, the WWE Championship, uh, in which Lashley retained. Uh, Braun Strowman demands an apology and gets one. Uh, Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre ended in a double knockout. Xavier Woods uh, defeated Shelton Benjamin. Matt Riddle defeated Slapjack. Uh, Shane then comes back out and taunts Braun. And Lana and Naomi versus Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. This was a tag title match. Um, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler actually came out with Reginald. Um, and, of course, Jax and Baszler won that. Then uh, to finish the night, we had AJ Styles versus Randy Orton, in which AJ Styles won. Moving over to NXT, NXT was really good this week. Uh, they start off with making a takeover announcement for um, WrestleMania week. Then uh, they reveal the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships and declare Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai as the first champions. Uh, we get Io Shirai versus Tony Storm for the Women's Championship, in which Io won. We got uh, Jake Atlas losing to Pete Dunne. Um, then we had Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez versus uh, Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon defending the brand new NXT Women's Tag Team Championships in which Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon won and are your new NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. Yes, we had the titles debut with one team and then an hour later switch to a new team. Gotta love them one-hour reigns. <laughs> um, we had Caden Carter versus Zia Lee, um, which I believe Zia Lee won by disqualification after Casey Catanzaro attacked uh, Zia Lee. Uh, Legato Del Fantasma versus Grizzled Young Veterans, in which Legato Del Fantasma won. That one actually shocked me. I was expecting Grizzled Young Veterans to win that. And then Adam Cole versus Finn Balor for the NXT Championship. Finn Balor retained. What an amazing match. Moving over to SmackDown, Edge had a segment, because of course he did. Uh, we get the Street Profits and Ray and Dominic Mysterio versus the Alpha Academy and Rudolph, where the faces win. We get Cesaro versus Murphy, which um, Cesaro won by disqualification because Seth attacked him. We have a KO show segment with Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair, which led to a match of Sasha and Bianca versus Natalia and Tamina. And 
Jason, who do you think won that match? Nobody. Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, but uh, Natalia and Tamina actually got the pinfall. Um, we had Big E versus Sami Zayn for in an IC title match, and where Big E run, Big E won and retained his IC title. And then um, we had the Daniel Bryan Roman Reigns contract signing, which um, was a contract signing. It's what you'd expect. <laughs> I love that. You know. Um, but that was this week as far as the results of the shows. What do you want to talk about first? Because there is a lot to talk about this week. There is. Uh, let's let's start off with the with Revolution. Right? Okay. So um, start off the first show to happen this week. Yeah, that makes we'll sense. We'll start off with that. We were talking about it a little bit before we left, of course, last week. You know, um, overall, this was a phenomenal show. Um. There were only a couple of matches that I thought were merely okay. I know you didn't like the kickoff, the pre-show match, the uh, the I women's match. Didn't like match. the kickoff match. Um, and and you know this is something that we have mentioned before. And our buddy Jay put it in perfect words. Uh, the Jushi wrestlers are either fantastic or sloppy as hell. Mm-hmm. There is no in between with them. Yeah. Um, and this. When Thunder Rosa and Baker were in the ring, that match was great. Yeah. When Riho and uh, Maki Ito were in the ring, it suffered horribly. There were also some some spots like where uh, Maki Ito hits Shida in the head with our. No, that was on uh, Dynamite. That was Dynamite. on Dynamite. Yeah. That was on Dynamite yeah. where we see, like it was awful. It was awful, and we'll, we'll get to that in a minute or two. But you know, this was a kickoff show. Part of me says your kickoff show is supposed to have a match that wants to draw somebody to watch the pay-per-view. If that was the case, I would not have purchased the pay-per-view. Like, that, they don't treat it that way, and WWE doesn't either. It's their throwaway match, but mm-hmm. that should be your... That should have that should have been, you know, Darby Allen versus um, Scorpio Sky, which I know yeah. didn't happen until Wednesday, but that's the caliber of match that you should throw I'm not out saying, there. I'm not saying put your championship matches on your kickoff by any means. What I'm saying is that match should be between two very good workers or four very good workers that's, to you make put Dan- you excited. You put Daniel Bryan versus Shinsuke Nakamura yeah. on your pre-show. Hold, this is what I'm going to see tonight. Gonna get? Let, me, let, let, let me, me go purchase this. Let me hit this. that 999. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And in AEW's case, it's 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. I would love to be able to see every AEW pay-per-view, and I, I did not get the opportunity. I've seen the highlights from the pay-per-view the other night, but I didn't get the opportunity because, frankly, I got bills to pay. And 50 bucks is a lot of money. Um, so here's what I'll say before we go fully into the pay-per-view and talk about some of the matches and things like that. If after watching the pay-per-view, I was given the option to get my money back, I would, but the pay-per-view was amazingly good. Would you let, let's, let's take off the last minute of the pay-per-view no i wouldn't would you ask for your money back the at that ending point of this pay-per-view ruined the pay-per-view um so the, let's like let's said, go like into said, that well, let, let's, you know. let's hang on just a real quick thing okay. because i do want to talk about 
like the Hangman Page Matt Hardy match. Yeah, that was really good. Um, As you would expect, I mean, Matt. We get to see, we get to see Page and the uh, Dark Order. You know, Dark Order comes out and kind of helps Page. And at the culmination of it, Page wins. So for the stipulation, he wins the uh, Matt's earnings for the first quarter. Um. I like a really good match. I like the callback they did on Dynamite with uh, they asked Paige what he what he did with the money and he rolls up on a lawnmower. Yes, as a callback to a Dark Order segment yeah. from early last year. Um, so that was cool. Uh, the the casino tag match was chaotic as all hell. It went long, but it was still cool. That was the the Darby Allen Sting Team Taz cinematic street fight was probably the best cinematic street fight that I've seen. Uh, I don't know if it needed the score or not, but uh, it was really damn good. Yeah. Even the Moxley Omega match was good. The problem was, and I swear to God, I am so tired of this. Every single heel always has to have somebody involved for them to win. And I am so tired of that booking. It, it, it gives you a weak heel. It is so lazy. It gives you a weak heel. And Kenny Omega should never look like a weak heel. Yeah. But think about it. I mean, we've How said does it before. Roman win matches. He has Roman help. wins matches because he always has help. Whether it's it's you know Paul or or Jay, somebody is always helping him. Whether you handcuff Kevin to a cage, uh, the ref stops counting yeah. in the middle of a count when you should just. I am. They should have just tired. finished that count out and then had Roman be, be pissed off. I know we've already talked yeah. about this show months ago, I am, but I am just so tired of. You cannot, no, no wrestling can seem to book a strong heel. Book me a heel that does not need help. I think the problem there is, at least from, from their eyes, is that when they do that, the fans start cheering the heel. Because we've had this cultural shift where we love the anti-hero. We, we want to see the anti-hero win. And if there's a strong heel, then they're, are they really a bad guy or are they just, they're that good, they're just a, an asshole. No, uh, and, and, but the thing is, we're not even getting the cocky heel that way anymore. Yeah, no. We're, we're not even getting the, I'm better, the, the MJF, I'm better than you and you know it. But MJF can't win a match without no, help. No, he's got to have help too. Give me somebody who is a heel... You know, if you want to have somebody interfere once or twice, that's fine. It happens. They're bad guys. They're going to cheat. Yeah. But every single match, no matter what the stipulation, no matter what the, the outcome is, there's always somebody interfering. And that, that was this it's, match. It's, it, it, this match was a great hardcore match. And the fact is right now, across wrestling, you have two top-level talents in Kenny Omega and Roman Reigns who have not been able to beat their opponents in a match. 
They have without some trickery or, or, or some bull crap that is just there. And the thing is, like, I'm waiting for him to do it to Bobby Lashley. Once Bobby Lashley's past the Miz, which he is now, yeah. I'm waiting for them to do it to him to where he can't win a match without Hurt Business getting involved. Oh, yeah. I mean, because it's going to happen. Up, they're set up for that. And um, that's not how Bobby Lashley should be. But we're, we're getting kind of off topic of the match. Yes. So the match itself was a really good hardcore match. They did a lot of selling on the fact that n- neither of them wanted to get to into the ropes because, you know, if you hit the ropes, they were going to blow up. The explosions on the ropes didn't look bad. Mm-hmm. You know, they they were they weren't great by any means, but they didn't look bad. They didn't fully take me out and be like, "Oh Jesus Christ, this is terrible." So here's here's the thing: AEW has constantly had this problem. They overpromise mm-hmm. and underdeliver, and and so from what everybody has told me and the the snippets I've seen of this match. This was an excellent match. It was. It was very excellent. The Until ending, the end. The end, you see the the Good Brothers come down. They give Kenny a barbed wire bat that has explosives in it. He uses it to knock out Moxley. All right, cool. He gets the pin, one, two, three. Then they handcuff Moxley in the middle of the ring. Because remember, the ring's going to blow up in, th- in 30 minutes. Um, One, I think they rushed it a little too fast. Because they were done beating up Moxley with like a minute and a half left which really just left them kind of milling about. Um, not real engaging television there. Um, you get down to like 30 seconds left, and you, the commentators are doing a great job of selling it. Somebody's got to get him out of the ring. It's going to go. It's going to blow up. You know, it's going to damn near kill him. You know, all this kind of stuff. Does Moxley not have any friends at all? Oh, 30 seconds. Eddie Kingston comes running down. And I'm like, oh. This could be good. Eddie gets in the ring. He's like hitting Moxley. Not like hitting him, hitting him, but like slapping, slapping him, trying him, to wake wait, him up. To, Come on, man. You got to get out of here. Him, begging him. Come get on, Moxley. You've got to get out of here. Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers are standing up on the stage. You're just kind of watching it. You know, countering it. Five, four. Kingston starts looking around, and he just, he covers Moxley. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he drapes himself over his head. He puts his hands behind his neck. He's ready to die. Yeah, he's he's three, two, one. Gilbert's entrance hits, and then what looked like about fifty bucks worth of spark shower fountains that you get for New Year's Eve went off on the ring posts. Gilbert's entrance. Gilbert's entrance. And Eddie Kingston sells this like he just had a a Moab dropped on him. The commentators are selling it. And I'm sitting here watching this going, what in God's name is this shit? Now, and here's the problem. Here's the thing. Eddie did what Eddie had to do. And, and he was told to sell. He was going to go out there and sell. The commentators were doing what they were told they to were do. They were selling. Now, here's the thing. Cody is in the back. Mm-hmm. Tony is in the back. Well, they All the producers are in the back, I, and they all saw what happened. What happened. At that point, you pivot. Now, going in, going in a little bit into this, after they finally owned up to the fact that it was a mistake. Wednesday. Wednesday. After the show. After um, Dynamite Wednesday, they finally apologized. Con, Tony Khan says that the, the explosions had worked great in testing, and it was basically just a dud. Okay, I'll buy that. That's it cool. happens. 
But you're live on problem. television. You have people who are supposed to this, be masters at improvisation. This could have been fixed so easy. But I think this is where Eddie Kingston's inexperience with television comes in. Mm-hmm. All right. Dude's been wrestling indies for a long time. He's he's a good wrestler and he's a great talker. But this is where his inexperience comes in. He has Moxley covered up, you know, like the world is ending. When all these little sparklers go off, he should have hopped up and been pissed at being made to look like a bitch. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, he could have been screaming and yelling and hollering at, at Omega and the Good Brothers up on the ramp. Omega and the Good Brothers on the ramp could have been dying laughing about, we fooled you, did you really think See, we were and that's, do that's what I was getting towards. You know? They should have, you have Cody and Tony in the back, and they should have looked at each other and said, okay, we've got to pivot. You tell JR and Tony on the microphone and Excalibur, all right, guys, start selling this as what's happened. Why didn't, you know, where was the explosion? There was supposed to be an earth-shattering kaboom. Yeah. You get word out to, yes, I did make a Looney Tunes reference yeah. there. Um, the memes word, were on point. <laughs> you get word out to to um, Kenny and all them, start laughing like this was the plan. Yeah. And you get word out to the guys in the ring. Yeah. Hey, guys, get up. Get pissed. Get pissed. I mean, or, or just act confused, something like what happened. Because right happened? after the show went off the air, Moxley cuts a promo where he talks about, you know, Kenny Omega's one tough SOB, but he can't build an expo- exploding ring worth shit. Yeah. You know? It, it, the problem was, in the way they tried to save it, they did themselves no favor. Yeah. And Hon- honestly, even if they just kept it as it was, you have Kenny put out a statement, or Tony Khan puts out a statement, look, it was a dud. Mm-hmm. We apologize yeah. that it was a dud. We promise to do better. Sunday and then you night, move on. You Sunday move night, on. you put out the statement that says, the ending of our revolution, uh, oh, as I break things, uh, that no, Sunday night. No recording skill whatsoever. Know, right? <laughs> uh, Sunday night, the ending of the, the exploding bar- barbed wire death match didn't go as we planned. Uh, there was some technical errors with what we had set up. We apologize to anybody that was looking for something amazing. Uh, we promise in the future we will do better. Yeah. Full stop. You're done. You, you, Don't you, reference it again. Don't show it again. Nothing. Leave it in history. And then they doubled down. Now, AEW has never really, I'm, I'm sure there are a few examples out there, but they've never DCMA'd content before. Yeah, and they were for the most part in the heck out of all every this. single one of they were DCMA and then I saw Tony went out to somebody who I guess complained about it yeah. because they talked about it on their YouTube channel and he was all like I'm sorry that you're losing money over this. Uh, is there a way that you can make money without pirating my content that I spent millions on? Right. Dude, you and have not had a problem with this. And even that until response, now. The response that she sent back to him was just the uh, copyright office rules for fair use. Yeah. She, I I don't know who this person is. I didn't go look the video up or anything. But chances are it was, it fell under fair use guidelines, it was a, which well, allowed it was. For, for clips. I went and looked at it. It was a, she was criticizing the match. Yeah. And she showed the ending, just like a lot of people that had been putting up, you know, gifts and all this kind of stuff of it were. Um, but she was criticizing it hard yeah, and talking about how AEW had, has built up a pretty good, uh, 
backlog of goodwill yeah. with wrestling fans over the last year. And they've killed and a lot they of have it this week. Killed a lot of it with this. Um like I honestly hope that anybody who can prove that they had losses because of these DCMA strikes, sue the hell out of Tony Khan, AEW. And I want Tony to come out and say, look, I overreacted. I was upset at the ending of this match. I was upset that, you know, this and that. I apologize, Mm -hmm. and it's not going to happen again. I get it. You don't want people stealing entire matches. You don't. I understand you getting mad if somebody is putting up entire 30-minute matches that are on your $50 pay-per-view. That's fine. Take yeah. them down. Take them down. We don't. If we didn't pay for it, if I didn't pay for it, then I don't deserve to see the entire match until right. you decide to release it to me for yeah. free. And I am perfectly fine with that. But DMCAing a 30-second clip of a match where people are either criticizing it or they're making fun of it. That's just being a petty little bitch. It is. So, AEW hit a lot of negative buttons. They hit some very WWE buttons. Yes. This week. Uh, and, and a lot of fans have given them heck about it. Uh, like, and, and as much as I hate agreeing with him, I kind of agree with Cornette on a couple of things here. Right. Like, he was talking about uh, Maki Ito. Now, She's become this this darling of of wrestling, and she's cute. She's a uh, uh, her response back to him when he when he criticized her about this was funny. I laughed. Yeah. Um, he was criticizing on dynamite. She's hitting Sheeta with a microphone, and when I say hitting, I mean she is like lightly touching the microphone to Sheeta's head. It looked it looked awful, awful. And, and, and the camera and Sheeta is looked, right there in it. Sheeta looked awful too. That entire yeah. thing. So we move. Let's just move over there real quick. So they Corn- start this match. Well, she comes out and she is she's singing. singing, and all of a sudden the faces attack the other heels. Weird. Yeah. They basically there's it's three on two at this point. With a few exceptions, you got Rebel at ringside, mm-hmm. you, you got uh, Vicky at ringside, and it just looked bad it looked all bad around. The whole bad, way and and I, we've talked about it in the past. The two of us, we love Hiroko Shida. Mm-hmm. We think she's amazing. In this segment, she looked and in awful. this match. She did not look like she had been wrestling for as long as she had. She looked like they'd found a cute Japanese woman on the street and said, here, let's throw you on TV. Yeah, she looked bad. All of them looked bad in the segment. Yeah. Um, but what Cornette had, had tweeted this out, um, and he, this I don't agree with him on this part. He referred to her as one another one of Kenny Omega's fetishes. Yeah. Um. He did, and and I don't I don't agree with that. Kenny she, has got a lot of exposure to Japanese wrestling that the majority of the Western audience does not. So, and the, he's going to use his power and influence to bring these women and men, hopefully, to mm-hmm. AEW so that we get to see what they have to offer. So the tweet of it all was at one point. Uh, Ito had said that she was the god of love and piss. Mm-hmm. Cornette, then his response on this was, you know, another one of Kenny Omega's fetishes. 
uh, maybe she should be the deity of shit. No, they need they need a deity of, of they need feces. a deity of, of of shit because uh, that's all AEW seems to be shoveling. At which point, Ito responds with a picture that she had done in uh, like softcore Japanese porn, basically of herself covered in chocolate with mm-hmm. the tag on it that just says, "I am the deity of poop." Yeah, you know. Um, which I thought so, her response that was is, great. It's an that, amazing that, response. Between that, her response on BTE, where she walked in on the dark order, sup, mother, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, she's cute. She's funny. I kind of like her. Her wrestling, ugh. it's it's so it far is that, it is has left Japanese, a lot to be desired. It is that Japanese style mm-hmm. that, uh, and you know, if you look into it a little bit, women's Japanese wrestling wrestling is either wrestling 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 <laughs> is either like really violent. Or it's this cheesecake, uh, pin up. It's 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 why type. it's why Riho, somebody the size of Riho, has had the success that she's had. Yeah. And I'm not trying to take anything away from Riho. I like Riho. I don't necessarily buy Riho, especially the way they sell her as championship material. She's not, not with the people that she wrestles. Now, the easy comparison for Riho is Rey Mysterio. When Rey Mysterio was winning championships, I bought it because he had earned my goodwill yeah. and he was moving quicker and, and, and doing things to take out the knees and the legs he of was, his opponents. When, when you had Rio's just taking hit after hit after hit after hit and then locks in a, a you know, move to hit. When the you had Ray fighting the undertaker, when you had Ray fighting the big show, yeah, um, the David versus Goliath matches that they sold it as they, they sold so much of it as, Ray attacking their legs, him attacking their back, him getting them to their knees so that he could run around them and they could do nothing about it. That, and, and they, the, they're booking Riho like a stand-up fighter with Nyla Rose, all right? Nyla, who's my size, yeah. versus Riho, who is less than 100 pounds. Yeah, it, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. Um, You know, then you have uh, also on AEW Dynamite, we had... Uh, Scorpio Sky turned heel after he lost to Darby Allen, which, why? I, okay, I, I'm I of I'm of two minds with this, and I think you probably are are similar to me in it. I'm excited if he turns heel that maybe he can get a push. Yeah, but why I'm, do you have to? Why be a, do you have to be a heel to get a push? Exactly. Why can't we push a face? Why can't and, face Scorpio Sky get a push? Yeah, you know? it, it just. I don't understand it. I want to see more Scorpio Sky because everything I've seen from him has been impressive. Mm-hmm. The dude is good. The dude is good. Some of his segments on BTE before AEW was a thing where he would accidentally mention a name of a candy bar mm-hmm. and Matt would be there and yeah. just hand him and he'd have to eat the candy bar. It, it, amazing. The things they were doing where he would literally fly to different cities Mm-hmm. lock himself in a hotel room, and then there's Matt just appearing on the bed next to him and offering <laughs> him the candy bar. It's great. I want to see that on my show. I want to see that on Dynamite. I want to see that kind of personality come out of these guys. Exactly. And I want to see him win. And part of it is that AEW is suffering from a bloated roster mm-hmm. and not enough TV time. 
And yes, you can tell me all about AEW Dark on Tuesday nights. And you can tell me about uh, whatever this new elevation, AEW Dark elevation on Monday nights now. Well, here's the problem. How I can only watch so much wrestling in a week. And I've watched some of the dark stuff, but I'm not. I'm not so a weekly the viewer on dark. I wouldn't necessarily say that their roster is bloated at this point. I would say that they don't have, they don't have enough television time, but the problem is the television. And, and when I say television, I include dark and all that stuff. They're not using it effectively. Yeah. Right. Dark is a series of squash matches. That's it. Um, dark reminds me of Saturday morning superstars when I was a kid where you had like, three or four matches in an, in an hour long show. And it was a mid Carter versus a jobber, a mid Carter versus a jobber, a mid Carter versus a jobber. And then maybe either two mid Carters against each other or an upper Carter versus a mid Carter who did the job. Yeah. I, I was thinking, um, mainly cause I didn't really watch Saturday morning, but it, it reminds me a lot of, uh, Sunday night heat or yeah. velocity, velocity, heat, um, main event, you know, the, any those, of those shows that Same are, idea. You know, they're just there to, like, hey, go practice your craft. Like, I get you have people like Jericho. You have people like Moxley. You have Omega. You have the Bucks. You have these big names that need the TV time to draw eyes. But you could use Dark differently than yeah. just a squash match uh, fiesta of mid-carters versus droppers. Um, a, a squash match siesta? Fiesta. Siesta? Siesta asleep. <laughs> yeah, basically. I, um, so, I mean, it just... Yeah. The only it, the only thing that kind of really caught my eye on AEW this week was the whole, the inner circle thing. So, yeah, there's two more things I want to talk about with AEW, and the inner circle is one, and then the uh, Christian Cage segment. Yeah, okay. Um, so we started with, we'll, we'll talk with the inner circle. They come out. And they're out there, and they're they're about to do their little town hall thing. And everybody's like, oh, this is where MJF's going to kick out mm-hmm. Jericho. Like, it, it was kind of yeah. figured this is what's about to happen. Sammy Guevara makes his return. Mm-hmm. And Sammy's like, Chris, I know you don't want to hear from me, but I got to show you this. He shows video of MJF plotting with the rest of Inner Circle to turn and kick out Jericho. Yeah. And they agree. So after the video goes down, MJF's like, well, I didn't want you to find out this way. But, and then, you know, Inner Circle all start moving towards Jericho and Sammy. And then they turn, and MJF's like, oh no. After they punch MJF once or twice, or shove him to the ground, something... He's like, I, I wasn't planning to take over your faction. I was too busy creating my own. Mm-hmm. And behind Inner Circle walks out Wardlow, FTR, and Sean Spears. Yep. Okay. I would have liked to have seen MJF go with some different people because I don't think FTR, FTR need it. Well, they're building uh, They're building a four horsemen yeah. is what they're building here. You've got your tag team. Uh, you've got your but talker. More than four of them. Well, how many matches has Wardlow had? I don't know. Three. Like none almost. <laughs> um, so I wouldn't count him 
Tully absolutely doesn't count other than just being a manager. No, no I, I'm not even counting Tully so there. You really have four guys. You have FTR. Mm-hmm. You have MJF as your talker. And you have Sean Spears as your, he's also there. And I think Sean's going to be the one who fades out. Yeah. I think Wardlow is going to replace Sean. I would hope so. Um, Wardlow looked fantastic. And the camera, he I was, was dead. I was hoping for a Wardlow face turn. I, I was too, but he looked fantastic. And he was definitely the one the camera was focused on mm-hmm. uh, the most. He just looked absolutely fantastic out there. If he would drop the stupid singlet. Yeah. Um, or was it, my, was it Caitlin that called it a leotard? Yes. <laughs> yeah. My, my girlfriend called it a leotard because she's not a huge wrestling fan. And that's what she f- compares it to. Hey, Caitlin, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Way to get look, called out. Look, Wardlow does not need to be in a singlet. And it's the same thing as... It's like Big E, same thing. Well, no, I kind of like Big E in the singlet. For, I don't know why. Maybe it's because I've only ever <laughs> seen him in the singlet. But Wardlow and um, Pete Dunne. The singlets don't work for them. Mm-hmm. They just don't get new ring gear. Of course, the new faction beats down Inner Circle. We're going to see a feud there for a couple months, and then yeah. that'll be done. I think it did what they wanted to do. I think it elevated MJF some, mm-hmm. and now MJF has a faction of his own to help push him even further into the main event spot. Right. Um, But do you want to talk about the other segment? What was the other segment? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The Christian cage. Oh yeah. 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 Um, And the reason I said that is because I, I personally didn't like it. Oh, I didn't. I'm not saying I liked it. I thought it was boring, almost. I mean, when you have Christian, so you have Kenny comes out and he's going to give his talk, and then Kingston, or let's see, Christian was supposed to come out. Yeah, it was supposed to be uh, Tony Schiavone. was going to interview Christian. Interviewing Christian. As Tony's out there getting ready to announce him, Kenny's Kenny's dancers dancers come come out. out. Now, this I think is great. The dancers come out of the face tunnel. Yeah. I I haven't really paid attention (laughs) to that until now, but that caught my eye. And they're just sitting there doing their their, their little dance thing. Then Kenny and the Good Brothers and Callis come out. They cut a promo about how they made them look stupid. Kingston comes out. This was them trying to recover from Sunday, and it just didn't work. Well, there was a promo earlier in the day, or earlier in the show, from Kingston and... Moxley, where Kingston talks about how he want to know why I acted the way I did. You know, my I went back in my head. I knew my life was flashing before my eyes. I went back to where I was thinking that long walk in Rikers. And, you know, I said this. There was no saving that ending. Mm-hmm. However, Kingston's promo that he cut on it was the best possible thing they could do to make it better. Yeah, at um, that point, at that point, they could have done more to make it better yeah, Sunday night. But, but by that once point. Once you got to that point, it was the best that could happen. So Kingston comes out, 
they started, you know, Kenny says something about, go ahead, hit me right here. You won't do it. There's three of us. There's only one of you. And Kingston just kind of shrugs and smokes Kenny. Yeah. Lays Kenny out. Uh, Good Brothers, of course, attack him. Moxley comes out. Moxley comes out. They start fighting the Good Brothers. Good Brothers get run off. Uh, And they chase him. They chase him. And then Christian comes out, tries to hit Kenny with the unprettier. uh, Callus pulls Kenny out. Callus pulls Kenny out. Christian stands in the ring with the title. Yeah. And holds it up. Now, Christian, who's one of your better talkers, mm-hmm. said nothing. Has not said a single word in eight days. Because I don't, if I'm remember correctly, on Sunday when he signed, he didn't he say. Just he just came down. He, he walked signed. out. He picked up the paper that was on the floor in the yeah. ring. Like they couldn't even put a podium or a table out there for it to be on. Mm-hmm. He picks up the contract. He signs it and he walks out. Yeah. Basically the same thing. Wednesday night. Christian. Yeah. Hasn't said a word. Yes. So dumb. Uh, And again, this goes to what we were talking earlier. uh, Where AEW is really just, they're really crapping the bed on this. Yeah. uh, Here recently. Um, And if you're listening, you realize that we spent damn near 40 minutes talking about AEW. One, they had a lot of stuff going on this week. Yeah. Two, there wasn't a whole lot going on on WWE this week. Yeah, I mean, let's move over and we'll talk some about some WWE stuff. This Shane McMahon Braun Strowman thing, so stupid. Ugh. This is going to no, end that's up being... that you just quoted Shane. Yeah, you just quoted Shane. Yeah, <sighs> this is going to end up being a WrestleMania match of Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman. It's is Braun a face or is he a heel? Because I don't even he's think been, he knows. I, I don't think he does. I don't think WWE knows. Well, the big show's gone now, so they got to have somebody fill that shoe that switches back and forth constantly. Braun, two years ago, three years ago, Braun Strowman was the hottest thing WWE had. Mm-hmm. And, and now he's nothing. He's nothing. He's an impressive-looking man. He can go in the ring to some extent. Like, mm-hmm. is he Rey Mysterio, uh, Chris Jericho, some of those guys? No, he's not. He's never going to be. But he can go in the ring, mm-hmm. and he looks good. If they'd stop the stupid him running around the ring, I, I, I absolutely <laughs> hate that. I, I, I hate that. And if they'd stop with the big dumb monster stuff that he's trying to make him do, and and they're just reinforcing with the Shane McMahon thing, Shane McMahon doesn't need to be on my TV. Nope. It was cool when he came back a few years ago. Like, I never expected to see Shane back in WWE. I didn't either. It was cool when he came back. Okay, he has a couple matches. Cool. Whatever. I don't need to see Shane on my TV. I don't need to see Stephanie on my TV anymore. I don't need I don't to see need, Vince on my TV. I don't need a McMahon authority figure. Yeah. You know, uh, um, I'm okay seeing Triple H from time to time because we know that he's working for the company and he's Triple H. Yeah. There, he's he Triple has, H. He has clout, and, and he's the others don't. Yeah, like okay, Stephanie, Shane, Vince, they own the company. Ooh, I don't care. Right, I don't need to see them on my TV anymore. Um, and and suddenly Shane has authority on Raw. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? Right. Um. They're stretching the Seamus Drew McIntyre thing out. Okay, that's fine. 
I imagine it's going to end next Sunday at the pay-per-view. Probably. Because the only only choice they have for a World Heavyweight Championship match is Lashley versus, Lashley Drew. versus Drew. There's, there's nobody else who's in a position right now. You could maybe make an argument for Randy. But once again, there's two heels there, and Randy is going to be wrestling Bray at Mania. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, there's just no way around. Yeah, AJ, they're keeping AJ in the wings, but again, heel versus heel there. The only option they have is Drew. Yep. And what does that speak to WWE and their planning and their building of stars? Um, what else happened on Raw? Uh, we're we're continuing the Matt Riddle. I mean, versus um, Raw was retribution. Very, um, the, the most important thing that came out of Raw this week was the fact that Andrade asked for his release and was told no. Yeah. Um, on NXT, uh, the first of NXT all, the, was great. The, the Finn Balor uh, Adam Cole match was phenomenal. NXT. Gets my vote for best show of the week. Yeah, easy. Um, just absolutely the okay. The only the only drawback that I have on NXT, and it's not even really a dig at NXT. It's just a it's more of a why. And then when they explained the why, I was like, okay, but why don't you pivot? Mm-hmm. Um, was the whole okay? So last week we had the screwy finish on the women's tag match. So this week they announced the women's tag team belts. And they said that the winners of the Dusty Classic, which was uh, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, mm-hmm. you're going to get the belts. Cool. Apparently, the original. So sorry about that. Yeah. Apparently, the original intention was that the winners of the Women's Dusty Classic were going to be crowned the 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 champions. Yeah. But the belts got delayed. Slash the the uh, uh, production the execution of the tournament got sped up a little bit. Mm. So the timing was off. And they they want to have Raquel go into a feud with EO for the title. Right. So you're going to have Fair Raquel enough. go into a feud with EO for the title. That's fine. So they give them the belts. And you see Dakota Kai's face. She's like, oh, my God, you know, she's yeah, super she, happy she and upbeat so and everything. happy and And then and less excited. than an hour later, you have Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart beat them for the belts, which... I am 100% okay with those two having the belts. Yeah. But that why said, do it? Why do it the way you did it? Why not say, okay, we're going to, here's these belts. Here are these belts. We're going, we're going to, have, to have a rematch of our Dusty Classic Championship or our Dusty Classic well, that match. That was Candace. That was Candace and uh, was it? Indy, wasn't it? I didn't think, I thought well, they, I thought Shotzi took out. Maybe. What I, you I could thought do it that, ended up being. Well, what you could do though is you could say, here are the belts. What we're going to do is we're going to have a match tonight. Between Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon versus Candice and Indy. Mm-hmm. The winner will face Dakota and Raquel next week. For the belt. For the belts. Um, don't give the belts to them, but they will face them for the belts. Yeah. Winner takes the belt. You still accomplish the same purpose of getting the belts on Shotzi and Ember, but you don't make Dakota and Ra- you you one you don't make Dakota and Raquel a one hour champion, and two you don't you don't take away the indie I mean uh, 
Shotzi and Ember being the first tag team champions. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's pivot and offer a different solution. You put the titles on uh, Dakota Kai and Raquel. You need them to lose the titles. So you say, okay, we're going to have our first title defense at Fastlane next week. Yeah. Next Sunday. Why is there a random NXT on there? Because we need to get more viewers to NXT. Yeah. And that would have week. been an amazing match Yeah, to showcase, hey, guys, you tune into NXT. This, this is, is what, what you're going to see. Because um, the match was great. I personally think all pay-per-views, unless they're really close to a takeover, should have one NXT match on them. Yeah. I, why they don't Just to baffles get some eyes me. there. Why they don't baffles me. Like from a business standpoint, because Vince get it. doesn't Vince doesn't deal with NXT. I, I, I and I understand. He still that thinks Vince, of it as like OVW, FCW. He still thinks of it as but that's the minor league. It we has don't care. two hours on USA every week. Mm-hmm. From a business standpoint of wanting the, to get viewership and, and sell ads, why are you not promoting that hours, every time you get? Two hours every week on USA going up against AEW Dynamite, where it has been handily beaten almost every week. Yeah. There's only like, been like a couple of weeks where NXT has won the ratings. Lately, before. here in our little group, when we say, hey, what show are we going to watch Wednesday Night Live? It's not even a question. It's yeah. going to we be AEW. AEW. This week we didn't because we wanted to protest yeah. everything that happened with AEW. But it's going to be AEW. Why is WWE not showcasing what NXT has to offer. Stupidity. Stuck in the 80s. Uh, we, don't need, Adam, we don't need no vanilla midgets on our TV. Now, next week we have what could be a really good match coming up because they announced Jordan Devlin, mm-hmm. who is the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Yeah. Champion. Is he? No, he's yes, not. Yes, he, he is. I thought... He won it right oh, before. Oh, that's right. He did. He, and, and they never stripped him of it because, come on, it's not... Yeah. He, well, he, no, uh, the cruiserweight champion is uh, Fantasma. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But Jordan Devlin is still your NXT cruiserweight champion, as well as right. Fantasma uh, or, or uh, um, Santos Escobar. Sorry, they're going to have a match. Jordan Devlin can finally travel. Yep, they're going to have a match next week. That has the ability to be fantastic. And the fact that Jordan made that announcement via pre-recorded video and immediately following that, you have Santos getting in Regal's face mm-hmm. as Legato Del Fantasma is getting ready to go out for a match. Yeah. And Santos turns and, and says, guys, go handle it. You know, they walk up, they're like, dude, they're playing our music. He's like, you go handle you go, You go defend Legato Del Fantasma. Show them what we're all about. And goes right back into discussions with Rico. That is amazing storytelling right there. Of, mm-hmm. hey, he's actually worried about this guy. Yeah. This guy who hasn't wrestled a match in a year. Mm-hmm. At least. Yeah. Uh, he may be. I don't know. He might have been on NXT UK, but I don't he know. He might have been, but I don't know. Uh, dude. That's going to be great. Why are we not trying to draw more eyes to NXT? Right. Um. Smackdown. I don't know. There's not a whole lot there to talk about. There really, the only thing that I want to talk about on SmackDown, really and truly, was Biggie's promo. Because, good lord, 
that yeah. was amazing. Yeah. Biggie called out, he called out Cruz, you know, and, and it was basically, you know, you tried to end my career. Uh, you know, he, I mean, he was like, he was laying it on Cruz. Look here, boy. Um, He's you like, want to step up? I, to I can't me? let this go. I can't I, I've got go. to go biblical on you. Yeah, I got to go. Biblical. You, know, you want to? You step take on, one of mine out. I'm gonna take out two of yours. You, you want to step on my lawn? I'm gonna bulldoze your house. Yeah. Uh, e it, was the passion, passionate, and serious. And there was while still getting in what makes Big E Big E. And there was no Big E can have a tendency to have some tomfoolery. There was, there was no none comedy of that. to this. No, there this were, was there were some funny lines. There were funny lines. But the way they were delivered, Biggie almost it was in not tears. comedy. Biggie was almost in tears as mm-hmm. he's screaming this out. He calls out for Apollo. Apollo doesn't answer, so he says, "I'm gonna just somebody want to step you know up." I, I said, "I'm gonna to defend. Wrestle. I, I came said, to fight. I came to defend my title. I'm gonna do an open challenge." They're setting up a Baron Corbin. Sami Zayn feud, yeah, which is weird. Corbin comes out and Zayn comes out. Corbin comes out. He's like, "I'm not dressed to wrestle," but and Sami's like, "Well, I accept. I accept." Cutting him off, yeah. and Biggie's like, after they go back and forth, he's like, "You fools!" You know what? First person to get in the ring gets the match. Yeah, and Sami just takes off into the ring. It was great, and yeah. then him getting destroyed by Apollo at the end also worked, although still had some of that. Uh, face stupid. Yeah. Like he turns, faces the entryway and then turns and faces the other way. And, and Apollo comes from the other side. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Cause faces are fine. dumb. Uh, fine. I'm looking forward to the no holds barred or the uh, yeah. extreme rules or whatever match they're going to have next Sunday. Cause it's where it's going to be. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Because it is going to, tear down the house from two people. Apollo, who deserves better than what he's received. Mm-hmm. And Big E, who is firing on all cylinders right now. Yep. That is going to be, or should be, one hell of a match. Next week, we're going to see Edge versus Jey Uso. The winner gets to be the special enforcer, special guest referee, and Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns' match. Mm-hmm. I don't like what they're doing with Roman these days. I don't either. Roman went from being the cock of the walk, the tribal chief, the, you don't want to step up to me because I'm going to hurt you to, yep. yeah, okay, I'll agree to a match. If you can beat Jay, I'll, I'll face you for the title. Man, you don't want this. I'm not going to sign this. I'm a little bitch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's done that so frequently these days. I did like Daniel convincing him to sign, pissing him off enough that he signed. Yep. That was great. Daniel saying, maybe I should be the self-proclaimed head of the table. Maybe I should. It was amazing. Daniel Bryan working as Daniel Bryan should. It made Roman look weak. It really did. 
It did. And it made Roman look weak. Which, I mean, I've been saying for a month now that Roman is a weak champion at this point. He can't do anything on his own. Um, He is constantly needing help. Mm-hmm. And when, you, when he doesn't have help, he gets the shit beat out of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, until help arrives. I mean, look at, okay, look at the last man standing match. He was about to lose yep. until people showed up to help him. Well, uh, no, he was about to lose. Paul came in to help him. I'm fine with that at that point. I'm fine up until that ref, point. Because but of, the ref because Kevin stopping. Owens, Kevin Owens didn't walk over there and just start stomping the crap out of him. Yeah. Roman couldn't win without help. So there's one problem. Um, look at when Edge speared him. Yeah. He got... Taken out, yeah, by edge, by a spear. Um, it just Roman is a weak champion, and with how Roman should be booked, it and how he looks, yeah, that doesn't work. And the Roman that we had, that story, the Roman that we had in October, yeah, when he was facing Jay, when he was cunning, when he was that was perfect, brutal, he was. Perfect. We talked so much about how well they were doing with heel Roman. Yeah. How he was this cocky, better than you, and showed it. Yeah. Brutal, vicious heel champion. You know, you're my family, but I'm still going to break your neck. Yeah. You know, when he was that Roman, it was awesome. And then we have slowly devolved into he's no better than The Miz. Yeah. It, it it boggles my mind. Mm-hmm. Edge at this point is in a is a lock to win the champion. Like I'm not yeah. even he's going to win. He's got to. Like I don't see any other I don't see any other way forward other than Edge winning and winning in a very uh, convincing fashion. And they they started planting the seeds that Jay's going to turn on Roman. Mm-hmm. having Edge talk to him. and it. So we're going to go into Mania. Jay's not going to be at Roman's side. Yep. And that's going to be what causes Roman to lose. I just don't care about it anymore. Like, I, why can't Roman just be the tribal chief that he was. Yeah. Why, why can't we have the Roman that got the lays put around his neck when he just annihilated Jay? Okay. When he, beat, not, when he forced Jay to quit because he, he attacked Jimmy. Yeah. Like, okay. Dude understood. This is my blood. Mm-hmm. He is not going to quit. There is no quit in this man. Yeah. I have to force him to quit. By being more vile, yes, than just beating him up because it doesn't matter how much I beat him, he's not going to say I quit. Yeah. However, if I get his brother who's been hurt to the point where I'm going to kill him, mm-hmm. he's not going to have a choice but to say I quit. That's it, exactly. And that makes a very good heel, mm-hmm. that makes a very vile person that you actively want to boo. You know, I didn't want to cheer for that Roman. I was happy they were doing that to Roman. I was happy that they were pulling that trigger. But as far as that character was concerned, 
I did not want to cheer him. That takes us back to our discussion from earlier on heels. He looked badass. Yeah, he did. But we did not want to cheer for him because he was a true heel. Mm-hmm. Mm. And they were walking. He was more than a heel. He was a villain. Yes. Now he's just a, oh, good, Roman Reigns. Yeah, he's, he's the Miz. I mean, I, I wasn't kidding when I said that. Roman Reigns and the Miz are the same champion to me right now. And Roman looks cooler. He looks more uh, violent. But the way they're booking him right now, they're booking him. You could interchange either of those in that storyline, and it works just fine. Yeah. It's Which is so sad. Extremely sad. Especially since, you know, we talked so hard about it in October and November. You know, how finally they're making Roman a heel. They're finally letting him grow as a character. They're finally doing something interesting with him that three, four months later, we're just like, yeah, whatever. Roman's on TV. Big deal. It's disappointing. It really is. It is very disappointing. And on that huge disappointment, we would like to say thank you to McNarb Gaming for allowing us to use their space here. Uh, come check them out. They've got a lot of great games. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got D&D. They've got Warhammer. They've got anything that you're looking for. They've got it here. Come check them out. Come pick up a game. And while you're here, head on over to Big Dog Liquor. Grab you a bottle of uh, whiskey or vodka or tequila or whatever your poison is. Uh, he just had he just had a post on Facebook where they've got several new whiskeys and everything yeah. in. Um, um, he's got some more of the Four Roses, yeah. uh, which is one of our favorites. He's got a couple more of the peanut butter style whiskeys. He's got a new one called Angel's Envy. Which uh, we will probably be trying next We will be getting thing. that one. Yeah, we will um, be getting that one. So head over there, get you a bottle of something. If whiskey's not your thing, he's got a huge wine selection. He's got a ton of the little pints and uh, uh, airplane bottles as well. So if it's something you're like, I don't know if that's any good or not. Instead of spending 30 bucks on a bottle, spend five. Get yeah. you a pint. Get you, get you a little little taste. Um, so, yeah, get you a bottle. Get you a cool board game. Uh, go home. Get drunk. Have fun. Yeah. Play with your family. Yeah. So with all that said... Cheers. Cheers.